I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. Thanks. I miss you, man. You had me worried there for a second, jeez. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you. I just made a bit silly. Come on. <laughs> Hello, my name is Lonnie. I'm here with Dylan. And how you doing, Dylan? Friggin' fantastic, mate. Couldn't be better. Oof. How about you? Oof. Not as good as you, I think. You're the, you're the best bloody bloke going at the moment. Sounds like. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. What is I Miss You, Man? The podcast we are doing all about. Oh, bloody hell, Lonnie. It's about you and me. Taking each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. That's right, Dylan. I'm in charge of today's journey. I am the taxi driver and you're the passenger. Mm. But in this scenario, I'm taking you somewhere where you don't know. Which is not normally what taxi drivers do. The good ones, at least. No. Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. So, Dylan, we are... This is our 79th episode of the main show. We've done some lots of specials. Uh, we've done some Christina Chronicle episodes too, a little mega series about the filmography of Christina Ritchie. We've mm. gone all this time without something. Can you have a stab at what I'm thinking of? What are we missing on this podcast? The history of tape. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I was thinking more sticky tape specifically. I was thinking more about the podcast itself is missing something. Is what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, probably a female presence. You know. I mean, that is true. We've had Sunay on a few times. We've had we've had Jessa, Heidi, Lauren, yeah, Joe. Consistently, money. Yeah, it feels a bit tokenistic, doesn't it? Having them every now and then. Do we need to branch no, out? On us no, we we do what we can. Um. I mean, missing success, listeners, I guess, awards would be nice at some point. Um, but I'm thinking there's one thing we really, really need is an official I Miss You Man mascot. Oh, goodness. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. So I haven't given you any homework this week, but what I want you to do now is put your thinking cap on while we do the episode, we can figure out what a mascot should be. I've got a pretty good idea, but obviously it's a, it's a team man show. We can talk about it. Um, yeah. Like, we go obvious to have man, but I mean, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> um, you know, Come on. <laughs> we've, you know, we sometimes call our fans, fans, um, but I miss you maniacs, so maybe something that could be worked out. Oh, damn it Okay. Um, okay. I'm thinking, just spitballing here in my notes, maybe a manatee could be good. One of the, the cows of the sea. Vito. We talk about Batman a lot, so maybe a little manatee with a 
Batman Cow. You bring, does that bring you back? What's what's with the Batman Cow's a good idea. I like that. Okay. What's with the obsession with manatees? Why is that stuck around now all of a sudden? Well, I'm thinking because I miss you, man. Manatee. Mm. Okay, well. No, no, vetoed. Vetoed. <laughs> Bad. Didn't give you a veto, but I, well, all right. Before we decide, I thought we should do, do our research. We should read a bit of Wikipedia. Um, we should do a, you know, a deep dive into the history of mascots. Um, so, looking at mascots from around the world, some good ones, some less than good ones, and some you know some funny stories about the mascots. What do you reckon? I think that's great, Lenny. That's a fantastic idea. Well, I miss some mascots. Do you really? As do you, because, uh, well, mate, our first episode, this whole podcast, mm. that was you bloody talking about all the McDonald's mascots, well, I, wasn't I, it? I, 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 I bloody slipped my mind on, but yes. <laughs> How could I forget? You're obsessed, mate. you have come full circle. Sexy hamburger. Creepy hamburger. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, all shades of hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> We've got sexy. We've got creepy. We've got the weird one. Who said gobble gobble? What is it? Nobble nobble. Yeah, it's something. Like a little, little weird troll Imp. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So. No good. How would you define what a mascot is, Dylan? Well, it's kind of a cheerleader for a brand, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, Wikipedia uses a few more words, but you've kind of summed it up there. But we'll just give Wikipedia a go. Because, you know, we, we support ten, $10. Do you not want all Fuck. the world's history and knowledge to be free and available on the internet forever? Why? Why are they asking for money now? That's my issue. They've been up for decades. Decades. Why is it now they need money? <laughs> Don't pretend you're this magical free service for 20 years. And then all of a sudden, one day, block a whole page with text begging for money. Wow. Desperately. Wow. That, that says a lot about Where's you. Where's it come from? Well, I need money. So. Why now, though? I think I need it. I think I need it. It's different What's time. changed? Different time. What's though. changed, Lonnie? I'm not here. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a mascot of Wikipedia, although sometimes I feel like I am on this joke. <laughs> fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> fucking hell. They say a mascot is any human, animal, or object thought to bring luck or... Anything used to represent a group with a common public identity, such as a school, professional sports team, society, military unit, or brand name. Mascots are also used as fictional representation, representative spokespeople for consumer products. Like Hamburger. He didn't really talk. Ronald, yeah. really. Ronald McDonald. Uh, in sports, mascots are also used for merchandising. I think they're probably used for merchandising in McDonald's at least. Um, and team mascots are often related, related to their respective team nicknames. So sometimes it's the same thing, sometimes it's not, you know? Um, we'll get into that. Yeah, true. Uh, costume mascots are commonplace and are regularly used as goodwill ambassadors in the community for their team, company, or organization. Um, makes sense to me, but it is one of those things, and, you know, I'm all about this on this show, Dylan. Taking something that we take for granted in society and taking that step back and trying to examine it and be like, well, 
why do we have people dressed up in costumes at sporting events? What does this what value does this add to society? Uh, so I thought I'd just ask that question to Google, see what they say. I, I try to Google why do mascots exist, but I have one of those um, entries came up, like one of the auto reply auto searches. <laughs> the suggestion was, why do mascots eat cheerleaders? What? I had to examine that further. I'll send you the video. And <laughs> I'll see what you reckon, okay? This is the video I Sure. Oh, goodness me. So please have a look at it. I'll look at it as well. We'll play it together. Eat cheerleaders. You, you watching this? What am I doing? I'm, I'm about to. I'm... Okay, let me you know. You me. It's in the shower notes me, if you want to watch along as you... Might be driving or something, but, you know. You watching it? This. NFL mascot eats cheerleader. Oh, goodness. So it's our, it's our issue. Oh no, NRL is us. Yeah. Anymore. NFL's American. You watching it? Please describe and that. Engulfed. <laughs> Can you please describe the 14 seconds you just watched, Dylan? <laughs> it's like this big dog head. Yeah. And a cheerleader's talking to him, and then he just he just swallows her, and she's gone. Doubles she's up. She's engulfed, as the commentator says. <laughs> the commentator says, engulfed. That's not right. <laughs> What's? Can't fault you. Commentary. Can't fault you. No. Um, no. Anyway, I watched, I watched that one. I think, in, I think the question actually turned out to be why, or how, not why, how do mascots eat cheerleaders? Um, and basically, yeah. you can pretty much figure it out by looking at it. But it was like the mascot has a deceptively large mouth opening, and the cheerleader steps inside, and the person inside the costume just picks them up. So it looks like they've been eaten, but actually they're just they're inside of it. Obviously, they're not being eaten. I mean, just just look at it. What a rabbit hole! <laughs> not sure why it's being googled so much that it's a suggestion, but okay. Um, so mascots for sporting teams. Originally, Dylan, they're actually live animals on the sidelines. Um, they were brought along for some extra entertainment, perhaps a bit of fear into the opposition. Um, yeah, so like the story goes, you turn up and the opposition's got an actual tiger in a cage next for them, and then it's like oh scary. I mean, I didn't find anything of that actually happening, and the ones I did find are like someone brought their dog along and then. The dog is kind of the good luck charm for the team. That makes sense. That one, that one works. But yeah. Um, the website called Culture Clash. And they reckon this, it's not so much happening here in Australia, but overseas it's happened a bit more. They reckon the first mascot wasn't an animal, but actually a human child. Not caged, but a human child was the mascot. <laughs> um, and it was more in that good luck charm vein. Okay, does that make sense? So. What they had, sure. um, 1800s, a little boy named Chick. C H I C. I'd say Chick. Chick, maybe. They call him Chick. Chick. Um, and he was carrying the bats and ran errands for the baseball players in the 1880s. And they loved him. He was a good little fella. And so he was their sort of good luck charm. And the players pinned their faith to Chick's luck bringing qualities. Um, and it's very baseball, especially seems like a very superstitious sport. So I'm guessing if he's around, yes. they're doing well. So, like he's our good luck charm, you know. Um, so 
that is kind of like a, you know, like an antecedent for for this um, concept. Um, but now, obviously, we've as this article says, we've got some goofy, beloved, and mostly infamous mascots of pro and amateur sports teams all over modern day America and the world, as well as America. Mm. Uh, that sense of good luck goes with the word origin, which is French, and it's mascot. I guess they just say it with a French accent, but it's just the mascot with a T and an E at the end of it. Um, and that means lucky charm in French. Apparently it's also got a common um, origin with the term masco, which means witch in French. So I guess it's that, you know, supernaturally sort of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Before the 19th century, Wikipedia tells us the word mascot was associated with inanimate objects. Um, that would be commonly seen, such as a lock of hair um, or a figurehead on a sailing ship. So very much a good luck charm. We would just call it, we would call it a mascot these days. I think mascot actually means someone dressed up as a sporting event these days, doesn't it? Doesn't really, or, or a company. I wouldn't call yeah. a lock of hair a mascot these days. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> it'd be weird. Yeah. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? The Culture Clash website says it's entirely possible, however. That the first official animal mascot may have been Handsome Dan. He was a bulldog that oh, belonged to a member of the Yale class of 1892. And they've had 18 versions of him since, Dylan. So a bulldog is their mascot. He's passed down through generations. How good is that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's good on him. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon so. Um, so they reckon... Oh, well, yeah, website, they said. Before baseball and football games, the purebred bulldog was led across the field and the ritual soon became a, a tradition at Yale's major sporting events meant to bestow confidence and prosperity upon the athletes. How good's that? Little, little, little dog running around. You're like, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. It's like, yeah, okay. No, fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Energizes the team. Yeah, pretty much. It reminds me of that that's a very similar story. Um, the Pittsburgh Rugby League team up in Nitumba, they're known as the Danes, and apparently that's because some guy brought the Great Danes to the games. <laughs> that became associated. I'm not sure who, sure who it was, but okay, how good's that? Um, so then that's 1880s and 90s for that little kid and handsome Dan. Took about 50 or so years for the mascots that we know today people dressed up in costumes and i mean you call them fairy costumes now as well but before then they were just mascot costumes um yeah i'm wondering how that came so apparently leave this website it was the muppets so that style of of costume they thought the idea of humanizing the characters, who's like the nickname of the of the team or whatever, and the good luck charm and, you know, doing it for the audience. The, um yeah, the, the Muppets style was thought to be an inspiration for that. How weird. Sure, okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that in like, um oh, I think what's it called? I think the Philly Phonetic? Is that how it yeah, is? Yeah, well, we, we come, he's coming up, don't you worry. Well, he's coming hello. Up. hello. He's not probably most famous <laughs> out there. Um Yeah. So the, the, the idea of having like someone uh, doing fun stuff, I guess, especially baseball, which has a lot of downtime and isn't the most thrilling sport 
there's nine innings of it, right? And it takes a long time. There's you know, changeover and stuff. Um, the idea of having someone around to entertain the crowd in between that, especially kids, um, seems to kind of started with a guy called Max Patkin. You might have seen him around. He was known as the Clown Prince of Baseball. Literally a guy who dress up in a sort of clownish outfit, but baseball. He had like a question mark instead of a number, with a baggy thing. He had a hat sort of on the, to the side. And he'd do sort of clown shows on the sidelines. <laughs> he'd like have all the bats and he'd drop them all. And then run around and do dances and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah, bad. bad I can't say, I watched the clip. Can't say it was great. Um, but maybe you had to be there. Maybe I just saw a bad clip. But he was just like an old guy doing a dance. Wow. And the crowd's loving it. Like, okay. He did it for 50 years though. So. It's unentertaining though. You know, you we did clown episode. You weren't a huge fan from back then, as I recall. No, I mean they're just fucking goofballs. Yeah, I mean especially Mike yeah. Holden's clown. <laughs> That's probably the most entertaining clown <laughs> of all time. Let's be honest. There's, there's the clowns who are like doing mime acts. I think they're cool, but you're right. There's goofballs. They're kind of a bit. But how many times can you fall over? You know. Well, actually, like proper mimes are cool. Mm. Like clowns just being like dickheads and squirting water on people and just juggling and fuck off, get out my yeah. face. There's a reason why you know. the Joker is evil and people don't like him, isn't <laughs> And Pennywise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so this guy Max, he played in the minors for a bit, but didn't never went to the major. It seems he started doing some exhibition sort of shows, um, and yeah, did it for fifty years. Wikipedia says on July 20, 1969, he played to a crowd of four in Great Falls, Montana, as most fans were at home watching Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin land on the moon. He was that committed, Dylan. He had to had to do his show to four people. So, yeah, him and those four people just did not care about space, I guess. <laughs> How awkward for them, eh? Because, <laughs> like, in a big crowd, you can ignore the clown, but if there's only four of you, he's staring right at you. You got to, like, mm, yeah, thanks, Oh, man. yeah. You have to acknowledge. You have to clap. <laughs> you can't hide behind the rest of them. Oh, I would hate that. That'd be the worst. No, thank you. So not only are you missing out on the moon landing, you're going to get a clown up in your business. Yeah. Worst day of your life, I think it could be. Imagine if you just forgot about Although the moon Although they landing. chose to be there. I mean, yeah, I guess. So. They, they had to be there, I guess. You think? Um, in their hearts, I guess, yeah. So that's, that's kind of an early form of mascot. Not not for a team specifically, more for the sport itself, I guess. Um, and he kind of, not like a traditional mascot, but he's setting the standard for what mascots would do. Be a fun show on the sidelines for the kids, you know. Um, and there have been a few other mascots who are just like dudes like that. There's a guy called Mr. England. He does it in England. Well, I'm not sure I like this. I think I'd rather a guy in a costume rather than just a guy, personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and Mr. England, bad name, too. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, do you like mascots, like the sporting mascots, or are you more into the corporate mascots? I mean, I'm not really into sports in general, really. Sure. So I'm obviously going to lean towards more the corporate mascots. Okay. They're more that. I'm more familiar with them for sure. Okay, I think you used to work for one for bloody two years, didn't you? <laughs> he did, mate. It was Mr. Ronald's right hand man, basically. You sure were. 
Like, good times, eh? No. Is that why you did the job? Anyway, here we go. You love Ronald? <laughs> I just wanted to be the next Ronald McDonald. I thought I could work my way up, but yeah. it wasn't meant to be. No, no. You can go back one day. Um, I think as the sort of the goodwill ambassador or the figurehead for a company or organization and sending kids, that's all fine, sure. I think of the sporting variety, the mascots, I'm not really of the opinion that sports needs extra things to be exciting. You know, when I go, I go to watch the game. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this is this is coming from a man that enjoys watching the sports themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm you there. tweeners like me. Mm. You need a bit of something else to help you there. I, I need a little bit of pizzazz. I need a little bit of showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that going to the footy, especially in you know, a professional sport, it, it is like a, it's a cultural event, not just a sporting game that goes for 80 minutes. There's like pizzazz and music and there's cheerleaders and stuff happening around it. They're fine. Sure. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not but for someone like me is, you know, into the sports sport, I'm like, that's the one here. Yeah. That's the point of, of attending, you know. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah, they exist. Kids love them, sure. And maybe, maybe it'd be boring without them. Who knows? You know, I'd be, maybe I, if I get yeah. rid of them, I'll be missing them, you know? So. Yeah, you haven't known anything else, Lonnie. Yeah. Um, I think you love them secretly deep down. <laughs> maybe I do. Um, I mean, my, my dad always said that the Gold Coast Titans team you came. There was a Gold Coast team in the 80s and 90s and then they went away, but they came back in 2007. He said they should have been the um, Gold Coast Pirates because it had been fun. You could, you know, coastal town. You can put on a pirate hat or an eye patch and kids would be loving it, you know, if you're in the fans. The, the mascot, just easy. There's talk of a Perth team, so the Perth Pirates. Oof, that just the no-brainer. Oh, right? that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great, yes. I love yes. that. You get the whole crowd being like, yeah. "Arr, easy, easy stuff." <laughs> you no. sure could, couldn't you? you could. Oh you could. yeah, the whole crowd chanting, "Arr!" That would be not annoying at all. <laughs> so, how do we get mascots? <laughs> how do we do it, Bill? That is, Dora just came that? one day and said, "No." Um, I think the early ones like they occur naturally, like the handsome. Dan, the dog, who's just been around, he's like, yeah, it's our dog, we love him, it's a mascot, little kid, sure. The other ones, they're, they're more chosen, you know, you know, they're created these days, they're um, meant to embody the fighting spirit of the team, we're tough as lions, so it's cool as the lions, you know, that sort of thing. Um, sometimes, you know, it's just alliteration, the name of the place, of the, of the school, or, or the town, or whatever, just sort of, you know, Brisbane yeah. Broncos, because, bro, bro, bro. Um, Ones that are really cool, though, are the ones that are created to embody local characteristics, such as the Nebraska Corn Huskers. They've got a mascot called Herbie Husker. <laughs> so he's a stylized okay, version yeah. of a farmer, um, owing to the agricultural traditions of the area in which the university is located. That makes sense. That's fun. Yes. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like our rugby league team for Australia is called the Kangaroos again because you know that's our national animal, our top animal, I reckon. Top dog. Oh no, koalas are pretty cool. I love koalas too. And wombats. And there's no like evil myth about kangaroos like there is about koalas with drop bears. 
sure. I, I think koalas cover every aspect, to be honest. The good, the evil. Drop yeah. is a big good national like mascot, wouldn't they? <laughs> For something. <laughs> no. It'd, it'd be, be fun. No. no, it'd be good. It's meth head koala bears, basically. No, <laughs> no thank you. Um, yeah, I mentioned before, the team name is not always made into a mascot. Like, you know, the Australian women's football soccer team are known as the Matildas. Um, they used to be called the female Socceroos, but now they've got their own nickname. And Matilda comes from Waltzing nice. Matilda, which is you know famous song down here. Ah, uh, fuck me! I thought that was the movie. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I thought Danny DeVito is their mascot selling cars or something. Oh uh, no, no. But yeah, they don't have like a Andrew Patterson or a Matilda personification as a mascot, so it doesn't always work like that. Um. The sporting teams is also that that element, like the, the nickname for the team and the mascot embodies that. So the Brisbane Broncos, which is my team, they have a guy in a horse costume called Buck. So he dresses up and he's got like the foam, um, sort of head and costume and stuff. And he does waving, talks, does some interplay with the cheerleaders and stuff, and waves with the kids and whatever. But they've also got the traditional version as well. They've got an actual horse called Buck, who does like a. Oh. When the Broncos score a try, he goes for a gallop around the, the side of the ground. I mean, it worked better at their old stadium because it was a bigger outdoor stadium where you had like a whole like track around the sides, like an athletics track. Sure. Just in here in the city, at Suncorp, just down the road from me. It's like, does he like being there? There's not really enough room. People could get much out of this. I don't know how long much longer they'll do it, you know? Think it's time to retire, Buck? Do you? Yeah, potentially. I mean, he'd be trained to be able to handle crowds and stuff. I'm sure, but so maybe let him be a horse out in the, out in the bush somewhere or on the farm. <laughs> let him know? be free. <laughs> Hashtag free Buck. Um, let's face it as well. Mascots have that marketing element too. They bring the kids in. They put a friendly face on the company or the sporting team, whatever. Something to you know take to the schools and wave and hug them, take pictures and stuff. So. So, yeah. Um, we've already mentioned a couple. Any other mascots spring to mind for you, Dylan? Some famous or infamous ones? Um, one's always stuck with me, and he's kind of like an anti-mascot. Uh, the Noid from Domino's Pizza. Oh yeah. Do you remember him? <laughs> I do vaguely. What was his deal? He was like he ruins pizzas, and so their whole thing. I think their slogan was, at Domino's, we avoid the Noid. Okay. So they kind of, like, made him the mascot of every other pizza place, in a way. Oh, okay. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's very weird. Very bit, strange tactic. Bit subversive, yeah. Hmm. But weird. you know what? He, he's stuck around. The Noid, yeah. That does ring a bell, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got some examples he's here. A, he's can... a creepy little character, too. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that stick out to you, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. We've got some examples. We've got some good examples, some bad examples. Some that are kind of in the middle. <laughs> so, up here, again, you know, it's my sports. Talk about like, rugby league. Um, Oregon, we talked about the state of origin before on this show. We'll talk about it again, I'm, I'm sure. Um, would you know that we that the unofficial mascots for Queensland in New South Wales, Dylan, have you come across these names before? Uh, isn't it the 
hurricane toads and cockroaches. Yeah, well done. Good on you. You know a thing or two, don't you? Bad animals. Bad mascots to have for your team. The two grossest things you could possibly imagine. It's it's very weird because they're you? they're pests. I wouldn't say they're a good luck charm, <laughs> you know. Um, no, gross. Story goes it goes back to the seventies. The coach of Queensland at the time was called Barry Muir. This is before they had actual origin. It was just the representative teams. It's, it's this is an episode. You'll get it. Um, apparently, he called them cockroaches. New South Wales. He called them cockroaches. And they came back saying, oh, you're a bunch of bloody cane toads. And that's, you know, that's how it started. So it kind of is because of the aggression between the two teams that they're kind of derogatory nicknames for each other. Yeah. So we kind of named each other. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, I think we won. Cockroaches is way worse than cane toads. I mean, I hate both of them, but I I guess I encounter more cockroaches. So, yeah, I don't like them. Um. There was a time I think they lent into it, um, especially in the late eighties. They used to, in, in early nineties they used to have like pre-match entertainment, and they'd have like a one stage they had like a giant cockroach and like a and like a giant fumigation sort of thing going on, and like cane toad like massive mechanical sort of things. Yeah, but I think <laughs> eventually Dylan they realised like you that they're bad mascots and don't don't play into it, just ignore it. So, <laughs> so you might hear it every now and then, but it doesn't really get used and. Officially now, the teams are known as the Maroons and the Blues because of their colours. That's I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, but there is still a, a guy in a suit who goes around for the Cane Toads, and his name's Kane with a K. Cane Toad. Oh. Yeah. So I think he might. They might still have a little bit of stuff going on. That's that's for like the school visit and stuff. And apparently, it takes four to five days to clean the costume. I was reading this article. And it, it's like a sauna inside. It's that hot inside the costumes. It's bizarre. The things we do, hey? The things we do. That'd be like nearly all mascots, really, wouldn't it? Oh, indeed, yeah. Just This is one example I read, yeah. Um, yeah. Mentioned up top, the, the Philly Fanatic. He is for the, oh. the Phillies Major League Baseball team from Philadelphia. Um, you recognize him. He's, he's a classic example, basically. He's a large, fairy, green, flightless bird. Wikipedia tells us he's got an extendable tongue. Don't know if I like that. And he performs various routines. Insane fans. Um, he also makes Google Ambassador appearances as well. Some things he does, Dylan, tell you about. I wasn't going to mention this, but they're kind of funny, so I thought I should. Okay. First of all, you know, baseball grounds are really big, so he's got a, his own... Um, all-terrain vehicle to get around on. It's fun. Sure. He wanders around. He greets his own fans. He humorously mocks the supporters of the opposition. He's got a few things he does often. He does taunting the visiting team by dancing provocatively in front of their dugout, mocking the actions of their players, smashing or stomping on an object, such as a batting helmet, um, representing the team. So it's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. He stands on the roof of the Phillies dugout between halves of, of the seventh inning for the fanatic dance, and he remains on the dugout roof for the home half of the innings to hex the oppo- opposing pitcher. Come back to that in a second for dance, okay? Um, he does his own warm-up, apparently. He shoots hot dogs into the stands using a, a pneumatic gun attached to his ATV. <laughs> Actual hot dogs? Or... That's what it says. 
that can't work? How does that all stay together when it gets shot out? I don't know. <laughs> so it's like even someone's no, getting the bread, someone's getting the, the actual dog. Yeah, the logistics behind this, I, I can't wrap my head around that. We'll have to go one day and check it out. Um, okay. Right. Apparently also, like, you think if you're the commentator, you're out of it, you're above it all, right? You're not part of the interplay. Not, not with the, the Philly Fanatic. He'll go around to the various broadcast booths and he pranks them. We love pranks, don't we? He, he apparently pours popcorn on the broadcasters. He gets some silly string. He gives them um, cheese steaks, which, you know, Philly, Philly staple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this last one, Dylan, I thought I had to, had to include this one. You'll see why. Uh, apparently, he likes to buff the heads of any bald fans who happen to be sitting near him in the stands. How dare he? How dare he target my people? What would you do if why you... Why would he do that? What would, if you were sitting there and you got buffed on the head, what would you do? Grab his fucking big nose and yeet him into the ground? How dare he touch me? Yeah, this is... Well... <laughs> this 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 sentence, Dylan, is this one of those weird things you come across in the world and you just gotta live with it and now you're gonna hear it too, okay? Okay, yeah. I'm not sure we can say about it, but it exists. His mother, Phoebe Fanatic, occasionally appears on field with the Fanatic. He also has a younger cousin, Fred, the PH. Mm. And a girlfriend, Fiona the PH, who are rarely seen. According to the Fanatic's official biography, his birthplace is the Galapagos Islands. <laughs> Was this on fandom? <laughs> you found no, this real Wikipedia. I, I sent them $10 to do this for me. So, Where has this happened? How has this come up? What are we doing with our lives? When the fucking Philly phonetic has an origin story and a backstory. <laughs> He's got a younger cousin and a girlfriend and who are rarely seen, Dylan. They're rarely seen. What are they doing? Have they ever been seen? Have they shown up to baseball games before? Apparently. Um, going back to the dance, um, you might recall the episode of The Simpsons where we've got Dance and Homer, one of the early episodes. Um, and he comes across the um, Capital City Goofball, pretty much inspired by the Fanatic. Um, in that episode, Homer starts doing dances for the local um, team, the Springfield Isotopes, and he gets um, plucked out of there to go to Capital City and do his dance, but it doesn't quite work out. And he does it to the Baby Elephant yeah. Walk, <laughs> which I think is like a well-known song, but all, it's all I think about is dancing Homer when I hear it. <laughs> Classic Homer. Um, great show. Those early seasons. I reckon yeah. so. We could, what, we could do an episode on it sometime, if you like. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A couple of white dudes talking about The Simpsons and how much they like the earlier seasons. Yeah. That, I think that's a pretty... That's a pretty niche market. I think we could tackle that. I reckon yeah. we could. It's about time some did a podcast like that. <laughs> um, yeah. This next guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Dylan, and he could pretty much be his own topic, so I'm just going to give the highlights today. Gritty. Have you come across Gritty before? Uh, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Does he do like that little fucking dance when there's a touchdown or something? <laughs> Does Is that him? Touchdowns. I'll send you a picture just so you can. No, when there is a touchdown. No, he, he's a uh, hockey guy. Okay, never mind then. You'll, you'll Unless fully... there's touchdowns in hockey. I, I I'm not familiar with the sport. No, fair enough. You'll have seen the picture before. You'll have seen this guy around. It's coming. It's worth a wait, though. Don't you worry. You sure? I don't know if it will be worth the wait. I'm getting flashbacks to a fucking episode of Halloween costumes. (laughs) This guy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) He was just on... WWE Raw, like a I've, month ago. I've got that something. here. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Could you describe Gritty to people who haven't maybe not seen him before? He's just a fucking Muppet again, basically. He's a red Muppet. In a like, hockey yeah. jersey and... Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like his beard. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Gritty, right, is that he is chaos personified. He is... Seven feet tall. He's a fairy orange creature, Wikipedia says. They don't really know what he is. He's a creature. He has googly eyes. He's wearing the flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers gear. Inside the costume is like a hoop skirt. So he's got this really weirdly sort of gawky way of walking. That's a bit off-putting. Um, <laughs> he was introduced on September 24, 2018, According to his official biography, Gritty emerged after construction at the Wells Fargo Center, the Flyers Home Arena, uh, disturbed his secret hideout. He emerged, Dylan. That's the official biography. You right? What are these fucking... <laughs> these mascots have these fucking origin stories. Back stories. I know. Happening? Like the ones we have, yeah, like it's just like, yeah, they call the Broncos, they got a horse, like that's what it's all it's about. <laughs> There's no deeper meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only the Philly mascots, it seems. seems what are like they doing there? Too much cheesesteak. Potentially. Now, um, at first, when he's introduced, people were quite scared of him, right? Because he's a bit off putting, let's face it. But I think it got to the point where, like, People of Philly 
But like, you know, you're making fun of him, making fun of us. So we love him actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then the internet as well kind of like him because he's so chaotic, which is you know, kind of, you know, you like what's weird on the internet. Um, sure, yeah. So I didn't realize this. He was introduced as a mascot for the team because they didn't have one. They got to 2018 without having a mascot. It's crazy. Um, they realized they're missing out on community outreach and marketing for you know, company team owners. Um, but from the very beginning, it seemed like they wanted to like subvert the concept of mascots. Um, according to the guy who designed him for the they got an outside company, so the Flyers organization wanted Gritty to have a rather intimidating appearance as someone you'd high five but not hug. I think they 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 nailed it, there, didn't they, Dylan, with the design? Mm, kind of, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd high five him. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> Not even that, okay. Maybe a bit too hard? <laughs> yeah, I might give him a hard high five, see if he can handle it. Um, so one of, the, like, one of the first things he did was recreate the Kim Kardashian break the internet picture. The one with the, the champagne yeah. bottle. An odd thing for a mascot sure. to do. Um, okay, yeah. And also he was being made fun of by the Pittsburgh Penguins mascot on Twitter. And so he tweeted back to the to the penguins and said, um, "Sleep with one eye open tonight, bird." It's threatening from the get go. Um, he emerged out of the womb of that stadium, just out of control, basically right off the bat, didn't he? Um, so he he on his first appearances, he's on the ice and he's firing t-shirts into the crowd. He fell over really chaotically. It just like was chaotic. Then he, in his second appearance, he body checks the contestants in a goalie race, just like knocks them over. (laughs) He shot a staff member with a t-shirt cannon. He was on, well, he was accused of punching a child. Jesus. All charges were dropped, but all cleared, but. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, he made a professional wrestling appearance, um, Extreme Rules, just a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, was that good? Do you, was that okay? Uh, he was fine. Yeah. He was kind of integrated into a storyline with the Miz and his stalker, but yeah, I could have taken it or leaving it, to be honest. Really? Okay. Interesting. Um... So, as I said, at first, I think people were like, in Philadelphia, were like, what the fuck's going on here? But then we made fun of like, you know what, he's ours. Um, so the Philadelphia City Council passed the formal resolution honouring Gritty in October of that month, of that year, sorry. And they declared he honoured the city's spirit and passion. Um, and awkwardly, well, not awkwardly, weirdly, and I, I'm a supportive of it, but still a very odd thing for a mascot to do. He's been reappropriated as a leftist icon. Um, so people on the <laughs> left think of him as like his cheerful, unkempt, maniacal demeanor is identifiable to, you know, the left side of politics. Um, a lot of people use him in propaganda against Donald Trump. So they said here, Gritty appeared on a Philadelphia anti-Trump pro- protest banner a week after his debut. <laughs> so then they spread through memes and whatnot. Um, he's got themes of anti-capitalism, socialism, and anti-fascism. They one of the council members said that Trump vs. Gritty is the one orange horror has been met with another. Okay. 
Hello. Um, Riding good. So, from all that, from these very chaotic beginnings, from chaotic performances at the games, in 2018, Dylan, he was honoured by the New Yorker magazine as one of 2018's good men. <laughs> they said in this article, one man we loved, loved to love was Gritty. This viral sensation has brought so much joy to our lives since his debut in September that it's difficult to believe that, a few months ago, we were Grittyless. Gritty is part stuffed toy, part barely repressed hurricane. <laughs> and, and shout out to my friend Erica who loves Gritty. She's all about Gritty. So that's, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> um, um, who, who was his... Uh... Who did he share company with in this best men of 2018 list? I don't know. I mean, that's all I need to know about the list. He's on there. I think they <laughs> they mentioned because it was a time of Trump and I think Musk was doing bullshit back then as well. So I think it was like, here's, here's someone good, you know? I think yeah, you might have been on the list, Dylan. Were you, were you on the list back in 2018 or so the next year? Well, I don't think I quite hit my stride. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to get it next year. Okay. But yeah. We'll see how we go. I think we, we could both be on there. Do I miss you, men? On the good men list? That'd be nice. No, I think it'll just be me, I think. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I've, I've leaked to them the kind of stuff you get up to behind the scenes, <laughs> like, mate. They're, 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 they're not... Let's have a check about that. Let's Okay. Um, <laughs> we mentioned up top that companies have them corporate logos. I hadn't even put down one McDonald's, so that, that shows you how good I am. Um, the one they've got a picture on, on Wikipedia, which you would know and love, Dylan, is the big boy from the chain restaurants, Hello. made famous by Austin Powers. Yes, mate, absolutely. Got yeah. Doctor Evil escapes in. Indeed, indeed. Um, there's the Michelin Man for the tires. Goes right, doesn't he? I don't understand how he's a mascot for tires. What is he? He's just like a fucking. He's a tire man. Big plump marshmallow man. Is he though? I don't know. <laughs> He's just like weird and ribbed. I don't love him. He's like a dildo man, if anything. Okay. Um, it's funny, like Mickey Mouse is kind of a mascot for the whole Disney Corporation as well. Oh, um, once upon a time, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say these, yeah, yeah, I reckon stuff. Um, one that that came to mind from my childhood, Dylan, which I hadn't thought of. Since I was a kid, I don't think. Is the Milky Bar Kid. Remember him? Oh, yeah. You know the guy? Oh. Yeah, he's like a little cowboy dude. Yeah. Now, his, his catchphrase was, the Milky Bars are on me. And I didn't realise, I thought he was an Australian <laughs> thing. Why are you laughing at? It's so funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a dumb catchphrase. <laughs> just saying you'll buy people your product. Yeah, I know. After he says from the bad guy in the, in the town. Yeah, so I thought they were an Australian specific thing, but actually they're all over the country, all over the world, and they had like ads for each area, it seems. Um, and then I watched, I watched an Australian one, and it's only 30 seconds in there. Yeah. There's a bad guy, he comes in, or he comes into like a little um, saloon, and he gets a milky bar and everyone loves him and stuff. Pretty basic. But at the end, it's so 90s or even only 80s, I think 90s. He's got the broadest Australian accent and he says, 
The milky bars are on me. <laughs> just he drags it all out. It's like half the 30 oh, seconds out is just him saying that. Felt like. Was it actually Australian though? Or was it fake Australian? I think that one was. Well, I mean, it was Australian, but maybe not. I think it was. I've been looking into okay, it. Okay, no, you got a good ear for those kinds of things. Thank you very much. You're all right. Do you remember there were rumours for a long time that like Scott Morrison did some child acting as a kid in ads? And I used to joke or talk about him being the Milky Bar kid. I don't think he was, though. He, he didn't admit to doing it, but just one of those weird rumors about him. What a weird guy. He's our Prime Minister. Old Sky, mate. Yeah. 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 No good. Thank goodness America had Trump. Otherwise, he'd be the most embarrassing world leader in history, right? You reckon? Yeah, well. I mean, did Trump shit himself at the, the Maccas? <laughs> Have you not heard that one? What? No. Who have you been doing? What happened? There's a rumor, which is made up completely, that after the oh. after the 1997 Super League Grand Final, he, <laughs> when the Sharks played the Broncos, supposedly he shot himself at the Anganine Maccas in Sydney. <laughs> the best part is how accurate that is. <laughs> A fucking rumor. Uh, I'd like to go sometime. That's good. That's great. It yeah, it's weird. <laughs> just to be part of history. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll link some information about that in the in the show notes. Um, okay. Some other famous mascots for Australia, Dylan. And you you couldn't be a kid in Australia in the early two thousands without seeing these kids around. Sid, Ollie, Millie, and Lizzie. Do you remember these? This awesome flossum. No, not off the top of my head. These were the mascots for the 2000 Olympics, Dylan. Nah. You don't do remember, them. remember that at all. Was uh, that vaguely? I remember the kookaburra, I think. That was Sid. Was that one of them? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know Sid. Oh, it's like, I Sid, was know a, Sid was a platypus. Ollie was a kookaburra. Millie was the oh, echidna. Okay. Lizzie was the frilled neck lizard. Yeah. No. There you go. I know the Kookaburra because I think I had a water bottle with him on it. Bali. But yeah, cool. Yeah. They named him pretty cleverly. They Sid for Sydney, Ollie for Olympics, Millie because it was the millennium, turn of millennium, Lizzie, Lizard. <laughs> they ran out of puff for her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's apparently the most famous, the most well liked, and she was the Paralympic mascot in particular that year. That's cool. And they yeah. wanted to avoid. The regular koalas and kangaroos, they wanted the sort of lesser known animals. That's cool, I guess. Um Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you didn't if they didn't spring to mind, Dylan, I'm guessing you don't know about the unofficial two thousand Sydney Olympics game mascot. Probably not, but we'll find out. <laughs> Does the name Fatso ring a bell at all? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You'd be aware of Roy H.G., the comedians, sports comedians in particular. Who? Roy and H.G., maybe not familiar with them. No. Um, no. So they're two Australian comedians and broadcasters. They they do mainly sports-oriented shows. And during the Olympics that year, in 2000, they had like a sort of late-night variety show, sort of looking back with a sort of humorous eye on the events of the Olympics. Um, it was very well, very well received. Like, and 
I only know it because my parents were watching it and I was, I was too young to understand anything of it. But I remember them telling me about it and stuff. Um, they're, they're still still around now though. They used to have like a show on Triple J back in the day, but they're kind of and they they have ABC show now. They do sort of comedy sports stuff, especially mainly around rugby league, which is why I'm in, I'm into it. So that's fun. Um, anyway, two because <laughs> they're, they're they're pranksters, they're jokers. They'd be like the chaser kind of before the chaser or a thing. If that's kind of a sure. kind of a precedent, okay. I guess. Um, they they made fun of Sid. Ollie and Millie, they called them um, Ollie, Millie, and Dickhead. It's <laughs> funny, and they created their own mascot. Yeah. It was it was Fatso, the fat assed wombat. <laughs> All right, sure. they nicknamed him. <laughs> that Wikipedia just like straight laced facts. They he was nicknamed the Battler's Prince, and he proved to be more popular among Australian fans of the duo. Than the official mascots, um, they actually appeared with some of the gold medalists. So Grant Hackett in the Australian men's four by two hundred meter real play, uh, relay team had mass had little fat sews with them, like little little um, plush toys. Right. Um, so that's fun. Apparently during the Olympics, the Australian Olympic Committee attempted to ban athletes appearing with fat sew. They thought it was not appropriate having <laughs> that. Um, oh. <laughs> Which is like just a bit of fun. I guess they're trying to keep the, the yeah. image and reputation of the sport up and stuff. Yeah, keep it professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, but once it was found they were trying to ban it, the backlash became that. And so they, they tried to say, oh, we never were trying to back to it, but it's not going to go well. Anyway. Mm. Just call him the Battler's Prince. That, that just tickled me pinks when I read that today. I knew about him. I didn't know about that nickname. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was fat, sorry. Good for you. Thank you very you much. You like what you like. I like what I like. Now, going into some... We're wrapping up soonish. ish don't, don't you worry. Um, going into some, <laughs> some some bad ones, okay? Some less good yeah. mascots. This one, I think, is, sure. is good, though, right? In Arkansas, they've got a school for the deaf, and their mascot are leopards. As in, Deaf Leopard, the band. Where do you fall on that, Dylan? Good or bad? Is it a leopard dressed up in rock gear? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more the high school. It's just like it's the name of the, the team, you know? I know, but yeah. If, if, if it's not dressed up in like rock gear or musician gear, then it's 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 too complicated. It's too much going on. Okay. Yeah, well, that's fair enough, yeah. Still, they took an opportunity and they just they went with it, you know? Now, on on the less good side of mascotism, there's some contentious ones, right? Put it mildly. Especially in the US, there's lots of controversy over the years where they've had mascots um, and team names based on Native American tribe names or evocative of Native Americans. They've had Redskins, um, the Indians, the Chiefs. Um, So it's not so much the name... In all those instances, sometimes it is, but not the kind of thing is like using the Native American imagery and the headdress and face paint. Um, that that is less cool these days. Um, potentially, I think it was done in a good spirit initially, but you just you just totally 
not appropriate these days, and they've they've made some waves to change that in recent years, which I think is good. That's a whole topic, though. That sort of thing. Yeah. I just thought I mentioned it. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Mm. That's fair enough. Um, found a few few lists though of bad mascots, and, and they're mainly high schools. So hope I'm not trying to get um. Yeah. Oh no! Sinking a slipper too much in these just general high schools on a list. Um, first one, not a high school though. It's the FA Cup, which is like a soccer tournament over in the and the UK. The mascot is the cup, <laughs> so that the tournament mascot right, is okay. actually like a guy dressed up as the cup. No, weird. Too, mm. A bit too much up its own butt, you know. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, don't like that either. Laurel okay. Hill School in the US. They're called the home of the hobos. <laughs> Not good. Don't. Um, Orofino, Idaho. They're the home of the maniacs. So kind of our territory, but ours is a play on man. I miss you, man. They're called the maniacs because um, their state or their area was home to the state mental hospital. So... <laughs> It was a play on the fact that they were treating people with mental illness. Probably not on, I don't reckon, these days. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And the story goes they were, like, next door to the mental hospital, so, yeah. Sure, mm. yeah. This next name, is, is, is the name more than the, the image? The image is pretty bad as well, though. Uh, Hoopstown in Illinois, they're called the Corn Jerkers. <laughs> oh, just want to leave that is one. It like a no. Is it well? Is the costume just a dude, but he's got like a corn cob over his penis? Is that a joke? I mean, it's not what I saw. What I saw was a little guy who was like a corn cob, but he had a face and like arms and legs at the side of it. It was like it wasn't a it wasn't a mascot mascot. It was just like a picture on the scoreboard sort of thing. Hmm. I think they need to commit. I think they do. Actually, Jackson Corn. Okay. <laughs> you could take that one out. Actually, that Jack. <laughs> um, now I'm not Back sure if this guy. <laughs> not sure if this guy should be best or worst. So Dartmouth College. They were known as the Indians for a long time. They, they, they dropped that in the 70s, so they you know, go on for dropping it back then. Um, in 2003, long time of being mascotless uh, website I found, I'll link in the show notes. They did a poll. They're like, should we have, there's, there's two um, things here. What, what do you reckon? There's a moose or having no mascot. Having no mascot won the vote, which is pretty weird. I guess they were happy with that one. <laughs> um. But they're a student-led newspaper. They weren't liking this no mascot business. They wanted to propose a mascot that wasn't racist, biased, or sexist, yet was entirely unacceptable. It's a fine line to be controversial without being offensive, but I think they nailed it. A butt. <laughs> Not quite a butt. That would have been fun, though. Oh. Um, they... <laughs> This is before Brody McBoatface, by the way. They invented Keggy the Keg. Okay, sure. He's a keg. Yeah. A keg of beer. I assume that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, there's an element, I think, perhaps, that it's kind of 
discussing, commenting on the fact there's a drinking culture at the place. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that might be part of it. So maybe that's a little bit satirical, a bit, bit dangerous to have that going. Um, but apparently he's not very well liked, Keggy the Keg, by the school administration. But the students love him. And I think that's a thing. The more the, the teachers hate him, the more the kids love him, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they, they try and stop him from going to the games and stuff, but he sneaks in anyway, that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> but he's often been kidnapped and stolen. I think the, the initial costume was stolen in 2008. So they've had to, um, to make some new ones. <laughs> so there you go. Oh. Um, they've got two more funny stories here. A couple more stories. Oh, there, there are plenty of stories, by the way, of like mascots sort of being dicks and being kicked out of games and stuff. And I read some of them. I'm like, this is just sad. I don't want to bring the mood down with this you know, guy being an idiot. <laughs> so, but there's some there if you want. You can look them up pretty easily. Um, this is a funny one, though. It goes back to the very beginning of the mascot um, tradition. Warrington in the UK, they're playing some rugby league. They've got a mascot called Wizzy Rascal. Cool name. Wizzy Rascal is like a kid in a little mini car, like electric car sort of thing. Um, Go-kart slide uh-huh. material. Dressed up like with the helmet and everything, but like the Stig, if you remember that from the Top Gear sort of days. Yes, um, sure. It's a little girl in the, in the outfit. She's got a little go-karty sort of thing, a little BMW I think it was. She's supposed to drive out. The game's about to start. The teams are lined up. They're ready to kick off, right? They need the ball. Her job is to drive out, give them the ball, drive back. Okay? Right. There was some miscommunication. <laughs> and so instead of stopping and giving the ball, she just kept driving. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she just drove across, all the way across the field. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny enough, right? So what they do is they're like, okay, we'll give them another chance. They sort of, some of the players, like, they turn her around. and said, okay, no, go, go that way again. She gets to the middle. Ready to drop the ball off. Doesn't stop, does she? <laughs> does it again. <laughs> Just keeps driving all the way across the field. Oh, goodness. So then she stops over there and they just take the ball off her. <laughs> Luckily, that they, they, they obviously wasn't getting through to her. I think it might have just been confusing and hard to hear and stuff like that. That's it's okay. Luckily, everyone saw the funny side of it and thought it was it was cool. But you know, think of it as like a big important match or something, and then this little girl just won't give the ball up. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, also in the UK, I just want to mention quickly, they used to have a thing called the the mascot Grand National which is an annual race between mascots of various British sports teams and corporate mascots. Um, we did it for like from 99 to 2010. That's a pretty, pretty hectic um, time. I then did a couple, a few, again, a few years later. Um, I think it'd be rough running in a big costume, wouldn't it? And not only are they running, they actually have low hurdles as well. It just seems like that's going to make people fall over, isn't it? You would think, yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, the reason I mention it is, you know, that's fine that that happens. The reason I mention it is in 2010, Wikipedia tells us many mascots, especially those from professional football clubs, boycotted the race over the way it was organised and the fact that mascots from any field could enter, even if they were not day in, day out performers. 
the thing about love about that, right? Mascot's already yeah. weird. Okay. Already a weird thing yeah. to do. It's even weird to have a race for them. I guess they're charity and stuff. That's that's all good. But then yeah. people getting upset about it to the point where they're gonna boycott it. I mean, just aren't we weird human yeah. beings? Oh yeah. Without question. Without question. Without question. Final question for you, Dylan. Two final questions for you, Dylan. First one. Would you ever want to be dressed up as a mascot at a sporting event? Mm, I'll give anything a go once. So sure. Yeah, yeah. Good answer. Good on you. Second Thanks. second question. What's our mascot? You're saying no to the manatee? So so our mascot, Lonnie. Hmm. Donnie is his name. Okay. Donnie. Okay. Donnie. All yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just going to be a giant heart. <laughs> okay. But hold on, hold on. Right. You know the male symbol, yeah. Yeah. The heart is going to be the circle part. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So there'll be a giant heart male symbol, and it's going to be that faded salmon color. Yes, that's, that's our, our color. color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I that's love that. Him. That's Donnie. And he's got like arms and legs and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, for the for the costume. Can I ask, yep. can Donnie have a girlfriend who's the female equivalent with the female symbol? And mm-hmm. can the girlfriend be called Christina? <laughs> I mean, if she's up for it. You just get Christina Ricci. It'd be the other mascot, really. <laughs> Literally just Christina. We'll, we'll, we'll send her an Instagram DM. We'll see what she says. Okay. okay. Imagine the, the promo pics. It's the guy in a costume and Christina. I love it. It'd be great. Get uh, people talking, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it would. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, there you go. I don't know if many um, podcasts have mascots, but. You know, if you're a, a budding artist out there, get in touch, draw a picture. We'll get we'll get get things started, you know? Yeah, Donnie and, and Christina if you can chuck her in. Yeah. Let's do it. We could commission it, don't we? What's mascot yeah. still? We did it. I thought my manatee with a, a manatee with a bloody Batman cow was gonna be good but you know, that's why we have a partnership, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was back and forth. That's right. Now, before we go, I thought I would just do a little quick get amongst it suggestion for you. Is that okay? Sure. I mean, mascots, I guess. Have a look at them, whatever. But (laughs) my my real get amongst it suggestion for tonight is a little film called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Have you... (laughs) seen or heard anything about this mum movie, Dylan? Well, I've heard about it from you. You said you were going to see it the other night. And I you did. obviously liked it. I saw it. Now, there's nothing surprising about it. You'll know pretty much every beat as it happens and before it happens. Um, yeah. It's a mum movie. It's about a woman who wants to go to Paris. She's a cleaner in London. She's living a pretty meagre, frugal life. She gets inspired to save up her pennies and go to Paris and buy a dress and sort of live life finally after, you know, just sort of surviving for a long time um, during and after the war. Right. 
it's predictable, it's safe. So if you're going to do that, you better bring the charm and you better, better bring the whimsy, right? And you know what, Dylan? They did. It was very charming. Oh, I had some beautiful people, some beautiful performances, beautiful clothes, Paris setting. There are a few like bad things that happened, but overall, end of the day, everyone leaves smiling, heartwarming, just a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, eh? Or Mrs. Harry goes to Paris. Well, like whatever flights you vote. There he is. <laughs> well, that's been that's us. That's been us, Dylan. Um, where are we again? Where can you find us? We're on the socials, um, Facebook and Instagram. We have our own website. Mm-hmm. And we're on every podcast app you can imagine, too. Absolutely. You look for us, you'll find us there. And potentially soon we'll have a new mascot do the plug on all those platforms. So, Donnie. Donnie. Can we get a manatee at some point in there? No. Okay. We'll work on it. We'll bring that off button and we'll talk about it. <laughs> you can wear me down, I'm sure. <laughs> no, nah, it's been a great time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Dylan. Thank you, Mark, for the theme song. And I reckon, I think what I'll say next is, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.